Yeah. Hey guys. It's hey. The Tipsy Tays back again, as always. Period. Um, this is episode two of season three. So we are still kicking. Hopefully yes, that's we a are. good thing. Season three. <laughs> Welcome. Hopefully that's a good thing. But the Tipsy Tays are back at it again. And this week we have a paranormal story. Super paranormal, like ghosts. Uh, yeah, and it's actually two stories. They're a little bit shorter, but they are on the topic of ghost testimonials convicting people of murder. Okay? Period. So, we have two stories, um, and these are actually two cases that happened in the United States, but both of them claim to be the one and only time that a ghost has convicted a murderer in the United States. But we have two stories, so you see the the riff there, right? The riff raff. <laughs> so the further that we dig into one of these two stories, the ghost did not actually say that they had been murdered and someone which we will get into later was most likely wrongfully convicted of the murder but with the other story the victim and therefore ghost was obviously murdered and her murderer would have gotten away with it if not for those meddling kids and their stupid dog (laughs) period I'm kidding. Uh, But he would have gotten away with it if she had not come back from beyond the grave. And he may have even gotten away with murder before her with some previous wives. So we'll get into that. But let's start chronologically. Okay? So the first one. Period. Um, This is back in 1673. So, this happened on February 12th, literally 350 years and one month ago, exactly from this day that we are recording. Isn't that crazy? 350 years and one month ago. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, there's this guy, John Briggs who is the brother of some sort to Rebecca Cornell. And I say that because we are not sure if they're actually blood-related, like if her maiden name was Rebecca Briggs um, or if she's related by marriage, but this happened in the 1600s, so... Literally before the founding of America. So we don't have really great records here. Before Christopher Columbus. Um, no. Oh, wait, that was... Wait, Thomas Edison founded America. You said before they founded America. Yes, but, okay, so... Pick a a time frame, Taylor. No, no, no. From my understanding, like, people from England still came over here, but, like, America wasn't its own country until 1776 after the Revolutionary War. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's before... So, they came here, which I get into this later, they came here from England, um... But it's before the United States has been founded as its own country. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's still part of England. It's been a long time since I've had a history class. So I'm not going to pretend. She's a little rusty. That I know. Yeah. But 
it was before the founding of America where America was its own country, which was 1776. Okay. We had to look that up I'll a long time you. ago. So anyway, this character, John Briggs, he's half asleep, half awake, right? You all know the feeling. I know the feeling. He felt someone or something trying to get in bed with him. And he looked, it was Josh, it was Josh, (laughs) and Josh was like, come on, gay boy. I was just, I was, you know, just going for some dick. (laughs) Josh, the fag of 1673. (laughs) That's what they would have called me, so I am down, Taylor, I'm, I'm allowing you to use that word. Okay. Yeah, and that's also the name that you use on your uh, uh I don't know what she's talking name. about, you guys. She's <laughs> not an ally. I am an ally. Josh is just too gay for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he felt someone or something trying to get in bed with him, and he looked and he saw the ghost of his sister. Who Ew. Had, she had just died four days before on february she was trying to get into bed with her brother yeah i mean it was back in the 1600s we literally still have this problem today in the south alabama (laughs) sweet home alabama literally this is back in the 1600s you know how people be doing the deed gross so his Maybe sister she just wanted a little bit of it. Probably mm-hmm. in the afterlife, she was like, "I missed out." Okay, I'm coming back. Ugh, but <laughs> so she had died on February eighth. She had been found dead on the floor by her fireplace, on fire, and it was ruled an accident. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah so it was thought that she had hit her head and then fallen into the fire but let let me remind you guys that this was 350 years ago so autopsies back then probably questionable i don't we don't really know what happened we don't really know what her cause of death was i mean you know Back then, they called, like, tuberculosis consumption. What does that even fucking mean? Right? What? And they had things like everlasting faint. Everlasting gobstoppers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Bring me an everlasting gobstopper. You can suck it, suck it, suck it. It never gets any smaller. I broke her, you guys. <laughs> okay, that was too funny. <laughs> it's like the... What is it? The Tootsie Pop. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> the world may never know. Oh, sorry. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> the ghost of Rebecca. Rebecca, what was her name? Cornell. Oh, yeah. Rebecca so this Stevenson. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stevenson. Who's Rebecca Stevenson? I don't know, bitch. Rebecca Black. No. It's Friday. I knew she was Friday. older than we thought. Yeah, she was born. You know in what? People were so mean to her. Honestly, yeah. That's a year before Madonna was born. <laughs> and to be quite honest, Friday is a bop. I still think of it sometimes when I wake up on a yeah, Friday. Yeah, gotta I'm have like, my bowl. Friday. Gotta have cereal. The lyricism. Yes. Uh, sitting in the you. front seat. Sitting in the back seat. I mean, which am I going to choose? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, God. Nicki Minaj who? (laughs) 
So, fun fact, Rebecca Cornell married, so her maiden name was not Cornell. She married into the Cornell family, and they were the family that founded Cornell University, which should be known well by all of the Office fans, because Andy Andy went to Cornell, and he was in the acapella group. Okay. What was it called? Here Comes Treble? (laughs) Was that all pitch perfect? And who was the guy that he was like fighting with something broccoli or something like that? <laughs> broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob, yes! <laughs> it's broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob and Rebecca Cornell mixtape. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> we keep veering off. Maybe okay, sorry. We're a little more drunk than we thought. Uh, I'm much more drunk than I intended to be, but that's why you guys are here Same. because we're called the Tipsy. Taze, we should probably be called the fucking wasted witches or some shit. But oh, that's a good name. Okay, so the ghost of Rebecca made herself known and then said basically this to her brother John. She said, See how I was burnt with fire, see how I was burnt with fire, and then she was gone. So Yeah, so this is her ghost in the literal 1600s. And to John, this somehow meant that she was trying to tell him that she had been murdered. Even though she didn't say anything about being murdered. At all. Oh my god. Uh... So, just to give a little background on the story of Rebecca, which, again, this was literally in the fucking 1600s so how good are records how much history do we know about this one particular person not very much but rebecca lived with her son thomas cornell jr and thomas jr was born in 1627 and he was one of 15 total children of the Cornell family. Um, but, you know, back then, not all of your children survived. Um, so Thank God. at least 10 of the 15 survived from records that are available. God but damn. yeah. So he was one of those surviving children. Um, you know, these people could probably go on that show, like, Naked and Afraid or something, and they would kill it. I would die in the first ten minutes, but these kids would probably kill it. But Thomas Sr., so the dad, and Rebecca were married in the year 1623. And they were living somewhere in England until they emigrated to the quote-unquote United States. It wasn't technically the United States yet because, you know, it's before the founding of the United States. So in 1638, that's when they moved here. And they then permanently relocated to Portsmouth, Rhode Island in 1644. And then Thomas Sr., the father figure in the family died somewhere around 1655, but you know how records were back then, folks. You're right. <laughs> They're not very uh, accurate, so. <laughs> or if there's even any there at all. It was like Rebecca got the land in like 1657 or something, so they assumed he died in 1655, but there's not really any documentation of any of that. So, at the time of his mother's death, Thomas Jr. was with his second wife named Sarah, and they had three daughters, and then Thomas also had four sons with his first wife, there's no record of her name anywhere, so. Dumb bitch. Don't know what her name was. It was probably fucking, yeah, dumb bitch or something. Yeah. <laughs> On dumb record. Dumb bitch the third. Dumb bitch the third. <laughs> 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 
from England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but all of them, so Thomas Jr., his wife Sarah, their three daughters, and his four sons from his first wife, they all lived with Rebecca during this time, during the time of her death. So, we need to figure out what happened on that day. Period. Right? What happened on the day of February yeah. 8th? 350 years and one month ago from today, literally. We're going to solve it. I can feel it. Yeah, we're going to solve it. So the family was sitting down to eat some salted mackerel. As we do. (laughs) As you do as a family in the fucking 1600s. And... Where were they living? Rhode Island. They probably had the fucking best mackerel around. Am I right? Oh, for sure. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm, I need another drink for this next part. Oh my God. You guys, I'm starting to worry about her. She's a drunk. I got the shakes. (laughs) She's, she's feeding you guys. She's shaking. (laughs) I got delirium tremens. Entertained <laughs> <laughs> um, membranes haven't been the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rebecca. Oh, Josh, you'll relate to this. Fuck um, you! I don't even. I don't no, even know what it is right she now. She didn't like mackerel. It's a fish. You know mackerel. It's oh, a fish. Okay. I thought you were about to. No. You know, Hit me with a gay hate crime. Hit me with your mission. I hit you with gay crimes that, all the time, and you don't care. I, you guys, you heard her admit it. <laughs> hate crime. I should be arrested. Me. Felony. Yes. No, but Rebecca did not like mackerel, and Josh also does not like mackerel. I like mackerel. I don't like fish. Yeah, so one time when I went to, when I went to St. Pete, Josh has been to St. Pete too, and I, uh, I have. went fishing deep sea, it wasn't really deep sea fishing, it was a scam, but we went out on the ocean when we fished, and we caught mackerel, and we ate it, and it was so good, but Rebecca didn't feel quite the same, she said it makes her feel ill, so she didn't go to dinner that night. She did not want the salted mackerel. I probably would not want that either if it's just salted mackerel. But unfortunately, later, one of Thomas's sons, so remember he had three daughters, four sons. One of his sons went up to ask Rebecca if she needed anything because she hadn't eaten in she hadn't eaten anything for dinner. So they were like, "Do you want some hot milk? <laughs> Do you want something?" It's like when I get in a you know, one of my moods, and I just lock myself in the room, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't I want do anything. All the time. Don't talk to me. But then I'm also like, I'm hungry, so bring me something, and also bring me wine. But that is I not. I feel that. Yeah, that is not what happened to Rebecca that night, though. Unfortunately, she was found she was dead. dead. She was not just found dead. She was also found on fire and dead in her room. (laughs) Oh my God. People touching fire. I don't know. I mean, it was back in the 1600s though. I mean, you could just drop a lamp and you were probably on fire. I don't know. Oh no, this something's (laughs) afoot. Probably something is afoot, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, so I'll go into a little bit more detail later, but it was, it was ruled an accident at first, but then, and the reason this is on our fucking podcast, right? The tipsy taze, paranormal, true crime. This is a mix Mm -hmm. of both. There was a ghost sighting that I already mentioned. Her brother. (gasps) Saw her. (laughs) We need life support. Josh was going down. (laughs) You help. (laughs) So, Rebecca was, she was actually aged 73 at the time of her death, which back then, I feel like that's 
hella good. She made it a long ass yeah. time. Like Yeah, for sure. That's incredible. Back in the sixteen hundreds, I thought people lived to like thirty six, maybe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten. <laughs> I mean, that's Ten. why people got, like, married off so young and had kids, because you never know who's going to make it, right? I mean, they didn't have I'm antibiotics. Sure. You get strep throat, you're gone. <laughs> right. You get a UTI. Yes. Diarrhea. Bye. <laughs> Diarrhea. Oh, my God. You get a fucking cut on your skin anywhere. Dead in five dead. days. Yeah. Right. But she lived to 73. She was... She must have been very careful. So today, chocolate. It's the what? Chocolate. Chocolate. What are they selling? (laughs) I remember chocolate. (laughs) I always hate it. (laughs) 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 Okay. Sorry, you guys. (sighs) Sorry. Just go watch the Spongebob episode. Y'all know what I'm talking about. What we're talking Period. about. So today, the quote that I mentioned earlier from Rebecca's ghost is misquoted. So she said, like, I have been, see how I've been burned. See how I've been burned. So it's made to seem like she came back to claim that she had been murdered. So... Today, a lot of people will quote it as her saying, like, see that I've been burnt, I've been murdered. But that is not what she said. And there are documents from the trial and from John himself that say that all she said was, see how I was burnt, see how I was burnt. And let's Ooh. not also forget that John was half asleep. Yeah. And the death of his sister was very, very, very fresh. Four days before this sighting. God! So, uh, not discrediting his experience, his witness, his testimony, but... Easily, this could have just been a dream, some type of hallucination, a delusion, anything like that. But back then, people were very open to the supernatural, not like people are today. Uh And this stuff was easily used against him against Thomas as evidence in a courtroom, which, like, today would probably not fly, right? But back then, in the 1600s, I mean, that was around the time of the Salem witch trials. Like, women were accused of being witches, and then they were thrown in a lake, and they're like, if they sink and die, they were innocent, but they're dead. And if they float, they're a witch. (laughs) And then we're gonna kill them some other way. Like, you know, there's it's a lose lose situation. So this sighting of Rebecca's ghost, along with there was also a lot of talk around town, you know how that shit goes. I mean, even to this day. But Thomas and his mother apparently, according to a lot of people, did not have a great relationship so she had even mentioned thoughts of suicide thoughts of drowning herself um and then she was also planning to move in with her other son named samuel samuel i said that wrong Uh um she also did not really get along with thomas's wife sarah and they were having a lot of money troubles there was like rumors of her talking to him about him not paying rent, blah blah, because you know they all live together. But all of this stuff ended up being enough evidence, quote unquote evidence, mm-hmm. to convict Thomas Jr. And he was sentenced to death by hanging. And 
records again, not great, but he was believed to be hanged on May 23rd, 1673. And soon after his hanging and death, uh, Thomas and Sarah's fourth daughter, who they named Innocent, was born. That's but, not suspicious. No, but I'm about to hit you with a motherfucking fun fact here. Okay? Innocent Cornell married into the Borden family. What? Who do you think the Borden family is? Guess. Lizzie Borden. Yes! Yeah. Lizzie Borden is the great, 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 great granddaughter of Innocent Cornell. Is that not fucking wild? Not as fucked up. It's fucked. And I'm not okay with this. <gasps> and we will have to cover Lizzie Borden, obviously, sometime in this podcast because that's such a big story. But that's crazy, though, isn't it? Yes. That oh, she married into their family, and then they're that is wild. Ooh. Yes. Okay, so my new obsession is the show Kindred Spirits. I watch it on Discovery Plus. Um, but they investigated the house, and it sounds like they made contact with both Thomas and John. So, a little background on the show there's amy bruni and then there's adam barry and they are like the main people and the main investigators and then they also like to contact chip coffee who's mine and josh's favorite psychic medium he's he's a gay i love him adam barry also is gay so you should check him out you should check the show out, Josh. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's so good. I have not. Okay, it's called Kindred Spirits. So I'm gonna watch it and then kill you. Okay, it's not scary though. It's like one of those shows that's they're like I don't know. It's different than Ghost Adventures. How Zach Baggins is like. Oh, he gets possessed every episode. Yes, possessed every episode. The possession of Zach Bagans, part forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're very like kind, and they don't make it scary like a lot of other ghost shows try to make things scary. They don't. Um, but so Chip Coffee my favorite person um, like basically in the entire world. world i love him he is the sweetest guy ever so sometimes he'll come to their place and then i think since covid sometimes they just call him and see like what he's getting from the other side you know so on this mm-hmm. episode where they investigated this house which it's now it's uh I guess, like, the actual house burned down sometime in, like, the 1800s, but then they rebuilt it with the same, um, like, blueprints or something. I don't know exactly. I'm going off memory. But the... It's called, like, the Valley Inn or something. It's in Rhode Island, so if you... I'm sure you can figure it out. You know, Google. Yeah. Um... But on this episode, they called him and he warned them like right away that there is a spirit there that is a shapeshifter. So I don't know exactly what that means, but I think it's just like someone pretending to be someone else. So at first, when they're talking to the spirit, which this show is fucking crazy i'm not kidding you when i tell you they literally have like so they do this thing called the estes method and it's like they use a spirit box so one of them just puts on these headphones and it's connected to this spirit box and they it like runs through radio waves or something i don't know don't quote me okay but it runs through radio waves and spirits can like pick out 
words that they want to say to you from this device, okay? And they, the person is wearing these headphones, they, it's connected to the spirit box, so they don't know what the other person is asking, but they hear what the spirit is saying in their headphones. And... Right, and they like yell it out. Yeah, so then they speak it out from what they hear in their headphones, but they don't know what the other person, the other investigator is saying. So at first they think they're talking to Thomas, but um, Adam Barry has the headphones on and Amy Bruni is asking the questions. And Uh it turns out that they were actually talking to John because when she is like, Oh my gosh, like Chip warned us. Chip Coffee warned us that there is a shapeshifter here. Um, and starts asking questions and is like, okay, are you actually John and pretending to be Thomas? And then he gets like pissed off and he's like, This is bullshit. Like they get that on the headphones. <laughs> like he's pretending to be Thomas. And so they were trying to find the truth because John pretending to be Thomas is saying, yes, I'm guilty. Right. Right. But then they finally get in contact with Thomas and he's like, no, I did not do this. I loved John because they were technically related. I loved my mother, all this stuff. And, um, a big thing with this case was, um, where, Thomas ended up being buried because they have a family cemetery on site. Um, and yeah, that's that's creepy, right? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I feel like I would not be comfortable living next to a cemetery, right? But uh it's on this property. So um he was supposed to be buried somewhere specific and then they didn't do it because they were like oh he's a murderer he shouldn't be buried by his mom because he murdered his mom but i mean if we're taking what the spirit says seriously he did not murder his mom and he was supposed to have like a headstone and stuff you know I mean, I feel like this is a common thing with people who are just buried and don't have, like, the proper recognition. Their spirits come back, right? I feel like that happens to a lot of people. Um, But in this episode, they're like, do you want us to move your body? And he literally says, like, leave it. That's what they (laughs) get in their headphones is leave it there. Uh, No, thanks. It's kind of been out. It's crazy. I when I tell you the show is so good and is like, okay, this shit is real. It's this show will be the one to yeah. be like, okay, this shit is real. Um, but yeah, so he was like, no, I didn't, I didn't do this. So it's thought that John. Rebecca's brother, for some uh-huh. reason or another, either he made up the sighting of the ghost completely, or he at least used it as a way to turn suspicion on Thomas, which is Rebecca's son. And it's not really clear which one it is. Um,. Or why he did it, but, I mean, Thomas and his mom didn't have, like, a great relationship, but still, Thomas was hanged for this crime, even though it was basically, there wasn't really any evidence against him. I mean, she was 73, this was back in the 1600s, it probably was not that hard to fall into a fireplace. No, that's fucked up. And she also had doors to her room from, like, the outside and the inside of the house. So, like, somebody could have also came from the outside and done anything. You know? 
Uh, that is wild. Yeah, but he was literally hanged for it. He wasn't just sentenced to, like, life in prison. He was killed. But He was dead. <laughs> yeah. So, that was the first story. That happened in the 1600s. And now we have the second story. And this is a very well-known case. Probably, if you guys are listening to this, you probably know this case. But it is the case of the Greenbrier Ghost. And this took place in West Virginia. Just like our Mothman story. (laughs) I love Mothman. Just kidding, I hate Mothman. And his mothballs. Whatever, we love him. No. Honestly, though- We love him. Have you seen the statues of him? He's, like, fucking ripped. He has, like, abs <laughs> and shit. Okay, Taylor. Calm down. Get a moist <laughs> towel. <laughs> no, but, like, the best description people had of him was, like, he's a brown human being. He's a human with wings. But then they make a statue of him with fucking rock-hard abs. I don't understand. <laughs> We love it. Okay, but unlike the previous story of Rebecca Cornell, we have the Greenbrier Ghost who was actually murdered. Like, there's proof that she was murdered. Okay? So this takes place in... Her murder takes place in 1897. But we're going to start one year prior in 1896 there's a woman she is named elva zona heaster she goes by zona her middle name i love that name if i have a daughter i'm gonna name her zona hold me to it okay um and she met this man who i would not name my children after his name was erasmus shriveling trout shoe <laughs> Shriveling trout. Shriveling trout. Okay. Beautiful. Just throw the whole man away at that point. Shriveling yes. trout. What is that name? What is it? I love it. Goodbye. I love it. It doesn't matter. No, beautiful. You don't even like fish, Joshua. Yeah, but the shriveling. <laughs> that is a beautiful name. Uh. It's a family name. It's a family name. It's been in the family for generations. Okay, I'm still actually shook over the fact that someone from the Cornell family is related to Lizzie Borden, but we'll we'll visit that another week. That's crazy, yeah. So Zona and Erasmus, who also went by Edward. I don't know if it's that's one of those things where you come to the United States and you change your name to sound more American. I don't know. Um, but he also went Probably. by Edward. Uh, so Zona and Erasmus married very quickly after meeting. So they met in like October and then she died in January and they'd only been married for three months. So they literally got married like right away. So three months later, Zona was found dead in their shared home on January 23rd, 1897. And she was buried the following day on the 24th. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay. So the day of the murder, Erasmus was working at his blacksmith, blacksmith, (laughs) blacksmith shop, and he asked some kid from a nearby home to go check on his wife and ask if she needed anything. It's like, oh, hey, babe, what do you need from the store? You need me to stop anywhere? But he, he was very insistent that someone else go check on her. And so this kid from the nearby home, Andy Jones, went and found her dead in the house. So he runs back. (laughs) He runs back and he tells everybody. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? I found her. Like, her neck is all fucked up. Right? Period. So Erasmus gets home. Gets home. And he quickly dresses Zona in high-collared dress 
with a bow around her neck and asked the doctor, his name was Dr. George W. Knapp, not to do any further investigation or examination of her body because she was already dressed for burial because he had dressed her, right? Yeah. Um. So this guy, her husband, Erasmus, which, what kind of fucking name is Erasmus? Honestly, I kind of like it, but I don't know. I kind of like it too. (laughs) It's different. I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm different. So he kept holding on to Zona. Zona, also a different name. I love it. Kept holding on to her neck and head and like didn't want anyone to get really close to her. And same like at her funeral was just sitting at like the head of her coffin. Wouldn't let people get close enough to her to see anything. And her death was technically listed as childbirth. (laughs) Because at this point there was no cause of death. And her husband was like, don't examine her anymore. So it was concluded that maybe she was in a very early pregnancy and died from some sort of complication. Um, The doctor also mentioned, though, that she could have died from everlasting faint, which is something like a heart attack or something. Oh, I thought you were about to say an everlasting gobstopper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Honestly, I think everyone's cause of death is just everlasting gobstopper at this point. Yes. <laughs> Period. So, <laughs> but Zona's spirit appeared to her mother, whose name was Mary, and she appeared for four nights in a row, explaining that she had been murdered by Erasmus, her husband, that he had broken her neck and that he had always has always been cruel and abusive to her. And I th- <laughs> this is kind of funny. It's not funny because she was killed, but the story I believe from that night is that he went into a fit of rage because Zona didn't make any meat with dinner. Or something like that. Literally. I was like, that's me. Literally, if you just made like... I mean, to be honest, though, if I came home to a fucking plate of broccoli, I'd be pissed. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) So, you guys, moral of the story, there's two sides to every story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need to talk to Erasmus. Where's Erasmus's spirit? Why does only Zona come back? But, I don't know, bitch. <laughs> so, with this information from these four nights of visitations to her, Mary talked to some people, some friends, some neighbors about the sightings of her daughter. And eventually, she went to the prosecutor. His name was John A. Preston. And then also the doctor... Dr. Show, what was his name? Dr. Knapp. K N A P P. That's how you spell it. Not Knapp, like what I want to do right now. But. Period. Knapp. Um, he also mentioned that his analysis could have, quote unquote, been wrong. So they decided to exhume her body in February. And what did they find? Her neck was broken and her windpipe was crushed so all of the physical evidence led to her being basically choked out i bet the mom killed killed her (laughs) and that's how she knew and she framed it on the ghost coming to speak to her i didn't even think about that but here is where some damning circumstantial evidence comes in come to find out Erasmus, her husband, had been married two times before her. 
and at least one of the previous wives died under mysterious circumstances, and possibly both of them did. But again, records not great because this was in the 1800s. Um, but one of his wives died from, they were supposedly both trying to fix a chimney and he accidentally, quote unquote, dropped a brick on her head and she died. (laughs) 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 Bricked up. Sorry, that's not funny. (laughs) She she bricked up. Bricked up on that island. (laughs) Bricked up on Pavalio Island. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so pretty obvious her husband killed her which I mean that's that's always like the first person you look at right the spouse right it was the husband or the mom yeah I mean I agree with you I think so I think um and this is totally going 100% off memory, so I could be wrong, but I think um, Zona was Mary's only daughter, so I feel like she probably would not have killed her. Um, but Anna Rasmus also had the two wives. At least one of them died mysteriously. I'm pretty sure the, the other one also died died mysteriously but there's like two different stories you know it's hard to get your facts straight when they're coming from the 1800s um and there was also i'm pretty sure a case around this time in like australia where people were claiming to have gotten evidence from a spirit so people were kind of like okay is her mom like just reading this story and being like oh my daughter came to me too and said this because she was suspicious on her own not totally clear obviously she's the only person that would actually know if she actually saw her daughter's spirit and she is dead at this point. Right. <laughs> but Erasmus, uh, Zona's husband, was tried and convicted on June 22nd, 1897. And he was found guilty. And then less than three years later, March of 1900, he died in prison. And you know, there are other stories where paranormal things have happened in order to help people, like, help lead people to evidence. Um, I know of a couple other stories, like, off the top of my head where people have been possessed. Um, we'll probably cover, like, The Devil Made Me Do It, that case. That was a big one. Uh-huh. Um, that was, like, a big I don't know if it was the one and only case where someone tried to say, oh, the devil, um, like, possessed me and made me do this, or, but it was, like, one of the more infamous cases. Um, there's other cases right. where people, like, have been not possessed, but not... I mean, I guess not possessed in the traditional way, but possessed in the sense where, like, a spirit comes through them and is like, you need to go look at this person's stuff because there's evidence that they have murdered me. Um, And we'll cover all of those, obviously, in the future. But these are the only two cases where a actual, like, ghost's word has been used to convict someone or even wrongfully convict like the first story here um convicting people as murderers so myrtles myrtles they've been myrtled there's there's been a murder 
There's been <gasps> another murder. We I, do <laughs> I do declare. I do declare. I do declare. But yeah, that's this week's stories, folks. Um, some ghosts convicting people of murder. Wrongfully convicting people of murder. Period. I don't Period. know. Period. But honestly, though, like the first story, why would Rebecca's ghost not come back and be like, no. My son did not murder me. If he didn't because really maybe murder he did. her. Maybe he did. I don't know. But that... You have to watch that episode of Kindred Spirits, though, because it... I will. ...is convincing. Like, Ugh. it's and crazy. what's it on? Discovery Plus. It's crazy the responses they get... It literally, I was like, I was shook. I'm not kidding. The shit that they get. It's like. I can't. None other. Uh, all I ever think about when I watch ghost shows is Zach Baggins. Because <gasps> my name is Zach. the one who my, makes me not believe it. My, yeah, my name is my Zach, name is Zach Baggins. <laughs> I never believed in ghosts until I became face to face with one. Until I've been fucking possessed every single time. Aaron, go there. (laughs) No one can trespass here. This is so (laughs) demonic. Three people have died from demonic presence. Aaron. I love it. Go down there by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, go down there by yourself. It is the only thing you can do. I would shit myself if I was Aaron. He's better. Th- he's a better man than I could ever be. <laughs> I shit myself every day. You shit yourself every I day? Mean, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I do. Okay, well, friends, this has been the Tipsy Taze. We are releasing now every other week, so bi weekly. Right. Um, uh-huh. because of school, work, blah, 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 you know, adult shit. And go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the tipsy Taze. Email us at the tipsy Taze at gmail.com. Give us any suggestions, feedback. Also send us any of your own personal experiences with paranormal, true crime, whatever you have that's spooky and don't forget to stay spooky Spooky. and stay tipsy except don't say tipsy all the time but that's just our slogan don't don't be drunk and drive yeah like stay tipsy but not if you're driving period you guys it's been real see you next time Uh, whoop whoop Cheers, bitches. Oh, God.